Welcome back to another episode of Good Enough with Stefano Sanzo. I'm your host, Stefano Sanzo. You're my listeners, the good few. And it's really awesome to be back in studio and to be talking to you guys again. Hope everybody is doing great. Uh, I am doing... uh, I'm doing okay. Okay, so Mamma Mia is over and I'm devastated. And that's why today's beatbox was a remix of Mamma Mia. I'm obsessed with it. It's stuck in my head. It's killing me. I want it to not be over, but it's over. Uh, so yeah, our 14 run sold out show, record breaking show, highest selling show in center stage history is now over. I have to figure out what to do with myself now. And it's not going to be that hard because there's some comedy uh, opportunities opening up that I'm pretty excited about and I'll I'll make do. But it sucks. It's post-show blues. It's a real thing that people in theater deal with. Uh, specifically entertainment, like uh, like actors on film also deal with it. Maybe when if they're on like a TV show for a while and they eventually have to break up and go on and do other things. Like that cast isn't together for, uh, forever. But yeah, uh, theater runs, theater productions always eventually end, especially at the community theater level. This isn't going to be forever. We all have jobs. And Mamma Mia ended and it sucks. We, you know, we all became very close, especially close because we added a whole extra weekend. So we were just with each other longer than normal. And uh, we all got to know each other really well. We partied a lot, partied so much. I danced with these people more than I've ever danced with anyone in my life. It's like every time I hung out with them, it was, it was a wedding. Just so much dancing, so much celebrating. We, we really did love each other and it's going to be rough. But we move on. Good things must come to an end, right? And you have to appreciate the good while it's happening, because when the good is no longer happening, uh, it might suck. And at least you have fond memories to look back on. So when the good is happening, don't let it, uh, don't let it fade by. Don't, you know, cherish it. And I'm happy to say that I cherished it while it was happening. Uh, enjoyed every little bit that I was on stage, every little bit that I was singing backstage, every little bit that I got to see those people off stage. It's been incredible. And a lot of them, I think, are coming to my comedy show there uh, March 21st, which is going to be awesome. Uh, Don't forget to get your tickets to that. March 21st, Center Stage Theater. I'm hosting for uh, last week's guest, Howie Mason, and this week's guest, Sean Murray. Sean Murray came back. So you guys don't know about this, or maybe I told you before, but Sean Murray's original episode was lost. It happens. In the podcasting world, if you record a lot, eventually you're going to lose an episode. And he was the one that we lost. It sucked, but... Thankfully, Sean's a great dude and was willing to come back, uh, always willing to come back. He never said he wouldn't. And we recorded another good episode. And he's a, now he's a friend of the show. He's always welcome back. I'll, I'd love to have him back on soon with maybe another guest. But uh, yeah, it was a really good episode. We talked a lot about confidence, uh, confidence and believing in yourself uh, as far as like just you know, the confidence may not be there, but you have to just kind of force it to be there. A lot of, you know, act like you've been there type talk. Cause, uh, you know, Sean does have, even though he gets on himself a lot, he does have a great deal of confidence and, uh, I admire it. And we just talked a lot about that, talked about a lot of stuff and it was an incredible conversation as always. I, I, I love every conversation I have in here and I'll be thinking about it a lot because there are some things that I need to pick up my confidence in. I definitely have better confidence than I used to, but it's not where it could be. It's not where it should be. Not should. Should is an expectation. Expectations will fuck you up. But I I see potential in my confidence game, and I'm going to try to work on that. I'm going to try to put an honest effort in getting better. Uh, But while not forgetting, here it is, everybody, that I'm good enough. Because that's the only way you're going to fix something, guys. Really. You can't, I, I, at least I believe that you're not going to fix something 
if you're not going to fix something you hate, you have to love yourself a little bit. You know, you got to catch your, give yourself a break. I'm not mad at myself for having a lack of confidence in the things that we talk about. It's just, I realize that I'm here for, that I, that I'm at that confidence level for a certain reason. I'm forgiving myself for it and deciding to do better. And that's what I'm going to do. So listen to the whole episode. We talk more about that stuff towards the end. It's, it's a little bit of a longer one, but I think you're really going to enjoy it. Uh, so this is episode 27, I believe. God damn, we've recorded a lot of these. Episode 27 with Sean Murray. If I don't record between now and the show, March 21st, I guess I'll see you guys there. I really hope you guys come out to it. It's going to be incredible. This is the biggest comedy show I've ever booked, and I need people coming out in droves. Once again, Sean Murray, coming at you. Me, Stefano Sanzo, loves you. I will see you guys soon. Bye. Couldn't afford the rights to any songs So I wrote this one We're not the best, but we're good enough Let's start the podcast now It's good enough Like, this doesn't happen at all anymore, but Remember, like, early cell, early cell phone days, but, like, when there used to be interference on the mic. Like if you put a cell phone near a microphone, it would. And you could almost, it was like, you felt like you had a sixth sense. You would, it would go into the, you would hear it in the microphone before you'd yeah. get the text. Yeah. Remember that shit? Yeah. It's like, oh shit. I, yeah. yeah you it's like, like a spidey sense yeah. for a text message, dude. That's exactly what that was. Like, like, like you'd start to hear it like literally like five, six seconds before the text went through. And you're like, oh, something. Yeah, like, something oh, yeah. Like, I'm gonna get a text. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I remember I used to like send, like, like if I sent like a text to a girl, uh-huh. um, <clears throat> that like it was like kind of like trying to gauge like where I was at with her, like like yeah. something like like kind of racy, like yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, you gotta yeah, trying to like push the bounds, yeah, a little trying bit, to see, see where, where you're yeah, at. where I'm at. I'll, I'll say something and I'm like. I'll kind of like put my phone down or like mm. away and then, then I'll hear that. And I'm like, ah, here we go. You ever send a text and throw your phone? <laughs> that's, yo, that's, yo, I used to like, I would like send a text and then like pretend I needed to do something downstairs. Yeah. I would just be like, I, I'm going to just walk to the store. I'm going to just fucking yeah. go do laundry. And I, it's always funny because whenever I would do that, whenever I do that, the text I got back would be like not worth the fucking anxiety. Right. <laughs> Just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna just yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you you let it build a little bit, yeah. like like because you don't want to seem desperate. You don't want to seem like you're waiting on her every yeah. Move. And then I get text that is like, huh? I'm like, oh. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or just like it's just a response, like yeah. they just answered it's a, yeah, a question. Just a straightforward. It sucks when you have to like pull teeth when someone you're texting. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they're not just throwing the questions right back to you. They're bad at it. Oh my god. Yeah, I've I've been that. Uh anyway, so who the hell are you? I'm Sean motherfucking Murray. Sean fucking Murray. Give me wait. Do the whole uh, what the the old school uh, Joker's Wild like like Mother of Dragons thing that you used to do for yourself. Like what? Oh, how did, do you remember the whole thing that no, people used I to don't. say? Yeah. There was a good like the Golden Boy, Diamond Boy. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Diamond Boy. It was. Um, people used to be able to rattle it off. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> so fun. God damn it, we had some cool shit it was, going. It was always fun to do like a long intro like that and then not do well yeah, yeah yeah that's the funniest thing to bomb it's like, do. I, it's like oh shit i don't have any in jokes fact, tonight in fact that was a great way to set you up to bomb yeah because the, that kind of hype like yeah. you are a pretty funny comedian obviously but like going into that you know that's way too much hype for a comedian yeah. you know so 
Yeah, I used to take, I was like, I was there at like at like shows where I was going to try all new jokes. I was mm-hmm. like, it's really a bad idea. Of course, I was it just is. talking to um, Chris here about that, like um, how um, he never he said he never tries to give somebody a good intro before he does because <laughs> like he's like because then the expectations he said like, I always downplay him. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, this is his first time. And like this guy's <laughs> been doing it longer than me. I say that's why whenever I whenever somebody asks me for credits, I'm like, oh, this guy's a piece of shit. They're like, you just say I'm a piece of shit, and they're like, yeah. no, 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 but seriously, give me some real credits, like you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like pulling, yeah. it's pulling teeth for me to get actual like a bio or credits. Yeah, for you to say any kind of good thing about you yeah. yourself whatsoever. So I'd be like, yeah, just say just, I'm a fucking piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, like, no, but like, I can't put that on a flyer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I'm like uh, but imagine if you did. For those of you who don't know, uh, Sean Murray is one of the featured comedians on that show coming up March 21st. So yeah, when, when I was you know setting it up because center stage we, we're, we're booking it we book it like really officially because it's a theater and they have a subscriber base and i was just asking him to like try to get trying to get sean murray to say anything nice about himself is about as hard of, the, of a task as anything you could possibly imagine thousands of tries so your post today was so monstrously <laughs> depressing but also sums it up was that like please tell me that was a quote out of context and you weren't actually no no, no that was I was having a bad day at work. My <laughs> God, yo, I'm gonna. We're gonna talk about. It. I, don't, I don't care. I don't. I don't mean to blow you up, but I think this is a great one to talk about. Yeah, yeah. You, what did you straight up said? I thought I was gonna be. Somebody. I could have been somebody. I could have been somebody. That's like the thing you say, like as you're tying a belt around your neck. Okay, I'm gonna say this about myself. I was raised by movies, like, mm. like so. I always think in terms of like, like the. Like I was like in my mind when I said that it's just like it was just like me and I'm like 49 and I'm yeah. just kind of washed up and I'm just okay. talking to some like it was that now it was coming from a real place yeah but it you, was just like you I'm I... just, like projecting myself into the yes. place of somebody who's like just talking to some right. like like talking like this is like a movie where there's a guy and he's found like like you know the wrestler yeah. Like kind of like that, and he's just talking to like I'm like talking to Marissa Tomei, mm-hmm. and I'm just like I could have been somebody. No, like, that's funny. Like, yeah. That is funny, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Being raised on uh, for me, it's sitcoms. I, yeah. I I put myself in the shoes of somebody in a sitcom pretty often, mainly because I am a ridiculous person. So like, well, yeah, <laughs> so yes. like movies make less sense for my life. But yeah, sitcoms constantly, constantly comparing myself to like. You uh, you know, I, I I almost hear the Kramer round of applause when I enter a room <laughs> boisterously yeah. because like that's so. And, but I I totally know what you're saying. That whole, that whole yeah. I thought of, like pull a drag from a cigarette, yeah. even though you don't yeah, smoke. But yeah. for the specific part, yeah, just, you yeah I would I would start smoking just to get that line off. Like, right, right. Yeah, just to, just to have somebody see me. Like I would love to just pull out a cigarette and just have somebody I don't even know just walk past me and hear me say that and they'd be like, yo, what's going on with that guy, dude? Like, you, that all right? I'll, I'll tell you mine. Um, it's like. There's a list of things that I want to happen to me in real in real life that are like based off uh, movie tropes. Mm-hmm. I want these things to happen to me desperately. First on the top of the list, we're talking about a 45, nah, like 50 to 70 year old black man, right? He's got a beard and it's like salt and pepper, closer to gray, maybe even white mm-hmm. beard, right? Like, and he's got like some sort of newsboy hat on, you know, like a like a very a very wise looking type of black guy, right? And I say something, I don't know what it is, but to that he replies, "Boy, you don't lost your damn mind." Cra- I've wanted you that. Hear that crazy white boy. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I've wanted that my entire <laughs> fucking that life. I want it so bad. I want it That's so. <laughs> I want it more. Like, like every now and then I'll do something in the presence of a few black people and they'll like say something, something N word to me. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. But it's not as, not nearly as good as that. That's yeah. what I want. Like also another thing that's really nice, but it happens here and there where 
where like a black aunt type lady calls me baby. Yeah. Yeah, something, something, baby. Like yeah. I love that shit. It's, but haven't got the boy yet and lost yo, that damn mind yet. Even as a black person, I don't know why the approval <laughs> or even disapproval <laughs> of black people is so dope like it is so valuable like i love it so much like white people love it black people love like everybody loves it like it's just great it's like well because like it's the i don't don't know how to describe it but yeah black love is better than any other love there's something about you know what it really as a white person what i could say is that we do not deserve any love from black people whatsoever and i try my best to kind of hoard it you know what i mean like yeah i'll dole it out a little and and i think that's like it's an unspoken thing that like between white people and black people it's like yeah they the black people do not owe white people anything at all so when they do give you a compliment or any yeah yeah or any sort of nod it's like wow yeah i really felt like i earned that because again it's like i've we fucked up so many times (laughs) just just the fact that they would ever ever throw a compliment our way yeah that's why like even with if like the older black guy said that to you it's still valuable because like the fact that he's even acknowledging you exactly something the fact that he's acknowledged me at any sort of uh here sort of way like because it's it's not like a hateful boy you don't lost your damn mind it's like a it's like you know yeah. it's almost, almost like a boy you crazy it's like, like, it's like white dudes love when somebody like that white boy crazy oh like, my god love I, that love shit. Yeah. I love you stupid yeah oh my god i can't get over that like, shit like white people don't even gotta be that crazy to hear like a, that white boy crazy no because all white people are crazy yeah it's, yeah it's it's what happens when you have a lifetime of privilege yeah you go fuck you go and literally we've gone insane with power we've never <laughs> or it's we've never been threatened in any way yeah. whatsoever it's always been oh, just, it's coming yeah <laughs> it's honestly <laughs> Way, right i don't know if my i'm gonna experience it but like my 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 kids you know if i no, ever I have mean, kids it's, it's gonna be so funny though be, just because like think about how much like white dudes are freaking out like right now mm-hmm. just shaking in just, their boots just for like black people just doing anything like, you know I mean? like not like even like ma- like six like overwhelmingly succeeding at anything but just getting opportunities like mm-hmm. like like people like i remember like sashir zamata got on um snl mm-hmm. And like people were like freaking out. It's like, yo, she didn't even like she hasn't even been on an app. Like people were like, like so many comics are like right now just saying like, like I'll never get on anything because I'm not black. And it's like, like y'all really like yeah. you still like just because like three black people got hired on yeah. shows doesn't mean like the white like yeah. you we, still have like ninety seven exactly. Slots. It's still so yeah. much in our favor, yeah. unbelievably much in our favor. Like I, I hate when uh when people. When people say that like white privilege doesn't exist, right? To me, that's like saying that like imagine getting a superpower and just denying it, right? Like, no, listen, man, enjoy it a little bit, like acknowledge it because you're never gonna really enjoy the full fruits of the fact that like I could ask a cop for directions and not have any fear of it whatsoever. Yeah. I tell my any black friend that I do that, and they're like, "What are you taught? You start a conversation with a cop?" Yeah, I'm like yeah, I'm, of course they've never treated me poorly at all. What do you mean they've never treated? I'm, it's just how it is. It's just yeah. how it is. Never profiled. Just... I'd walk into like a burning building before I walk up to a cop <laughs> to ask him for directions. Right. I'm like, is, is it through here? Yeah. I'm just going to go through here. Exactly. Like, nah, the cop's like trying to offer me directions. He's like, no, if you go this way, you don't have to walk through the burning Like, no, I'll take my chances in the burning building. Please don't speak to me. They're like, that's awfully suspicious of you. Yeah. Maybe we could slap some arson charges on you. You're like, yeah. what the fuck, man? Yeah, I can't win. <laughs> I can't win. Shit, dude. Oh, man. So, uh, this is, uh, I don't... 
it's it's not necessarily awkward. It's unfortunate, but uh, have to bring it up that uh, so we've actually I've, I've this is not the first time I've had uh, Sean in the studio. The first episode is one of the only good enough Painful. episodes that have ever been lost. Painful. Uh, just a bad recording experience. It was a mess up, you know, early on in our in our uh, recording days. Very unfortunate, but. He's back. He's already done this show before. It's just an episode that'll never be heard. And it's really sad because it was a good that fucking episode. It was episode. so good. It was an awesome episode. I was never, like, I, I kind of didn't want to come again because yeah. it's like, I, like, no one will know what that episode was. Right. So this might just be fine for them, but it's like, that shit was going to be good. It was going to be fucking good, good, man. Yeah. But, you know, it happens, man. Well, this is what happens when I deal with white people. It's, it's true, dude. We will always let you down. Yeah. There's something... Yeah. So, the the you only you got a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the minute yeah. you think you got yeah. a good one, please don't tell the black people. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't, don't no. tell them about I'm, what... I'm doing my I, own recording right now. Oh, no. I'm blasting this out <laughs> to them. And uh, what's what, how do you reach all black people at once? What's the what's the way to get to them? The, the, well, the I can't quick... I can't let you know. Oh, that's true. But, uh, there are there are a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of methods to uh, get the word out. Right, right. Some some a lot of underground channels. Right. Yeah. That that just I'm not yeah. to know about. That's yeah. understandable. Yeah. For I get it. But uh, I don't even remember how you answered last time, so I'll just ask you this time again. Uh, what makes you happy? Sean, which what? is a fun question for you because you especially are today. Yeah, yeah, especially <laughs> today. This is a, I mean, it's already it's like it's sad outside. You obviously had some shit you had to deal with today, yeah. so it might be hard for you to scrounge that up. But, but like, really, like, what makes you happy? See, this 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 is this is why losing the episode sucks. I'm trying to remember what I said. No, last don't time. remember what no, you but, said. I mean, like, acknowledge you're hearing me ask the question, so acknowledge it. That's all. What makes just roll with me it. It doesn't ha- always have to be the same question uh, answer. Honestly, like I don't like. This just sounds dumb, but like I like just laughing, like 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 mm-hmm. I like I like holding court and just having people laughing. Like sometimes I'll just holding court. I'll yep. just like sometimes I'll like my on like Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and I go to like to my mom's house and my cousin and I just like I'll just get on a roll. Yeah, I just like it's the greatest. I'm, fucking I'm gonna thing. back this up a little bit. I'm gonna spice it up a little bit more. Holding court. And nobody acknowledges that you do comedy. Yeah. Nobody breaks it up yeah. with that breaking that that fourth wall thing. Uh, yeah. Because the minute someone brings up stand up comedy, the funny tends to yeah. die. So like if like someone introduces you as a stand up comedian, it's just not gonna be a funny conversation. Or maybe it will be in twenty minutes when they forget about it. But like almost like if someone introduces you as a magician, they're gonna be wait they're gonna figure out whatever trick you're gonna do. Yeah. They're, gonna, they're gonna be looking for it, you know? Rather than, you know, just surprising. Because yeah, they start it. holding you to like some expectation that yeah. you would you don't even need to meet and you wouldn't need to meet if you just let me just like the yeah. All you had to do was shut up you and know, I would have made this person. The funniest laugh. thing to me is like when somebody's like, um, I've I've been around people so many times where I'm just I've been like making them laugh for mm-hmm. like ninety minutes. Yes, yes. Straight. And then they'll be like and it's like you yo, tell us one of your jokes. And I'm like, I fucking just, I just shoot cre- myself was, in the face. I was creating Why? jokes extemporaneously. I, I made you laugh. I know exactly for what you're talking 90 about. 90 minutes. It's like, so like, fucking I, annoying. I'm not going to do my material. Like, this is way better, actually. Yeah, this exactly. Is, yeah. And I always tell them, like, you know, you always get in that awkward conversation where, like, I don't want to burn material. One, two, stage jokes are meant for the yeah. stage. The stage is not the setting for a, it. Yeah, it's just a particular context. And yeah, all this entire. I don't know how to like quantify all that, but this this whole thing around like they they need you to be funny, they need you to tell you one of their offstage, one of your onstage jokes, or yeah, just breaking up what we, the whole conversation yeah. we're just saying about bringing up comedy. Oh my god, you should put this in one of your skits. They're not. 
no yeah. comedian has ever called it a skit. I don't know where <laughs> where yeah. non comedians get that term from. That is like so crazy. It's to me. so like, consistent. That, that became, yeah, like it's it is entrenched in yeah. everyone who's never done who's comedy. Never done it's it. always yeah. a skit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You should put this in one of your skits. Like, yeah. What, what do you? What do they call skits? I like, know what they call like an actual skit. I don't know what like they think we're doing up there. One like, of your mini plays. Exactly. Yeah. You you do you do your one man yeah. shows. You should right? put one of your operas. Yeah. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. That. And, and and yeah, it's never anything funny too. Yeah, like like anytime they say this should be go on stage, I'm like, well, you're not even laughing. Yeah, you're not even laughing at the thing I you said. About go on stage. One, this would be good for one of these kids. Like, my dad does that often. Yeah, and I love my dad, but he he be like, you know, it'd be good for one of your one of your little skits, and I'm like, all right, well, you're my dad, so I'm gonna listen to exactly. you for the allotted time. Right. But uh, and I, you know what? I'll put that in consideration. Yeah, I mean, we'll, and you won't. We'll circle back. Right. I like to hit him with the circle back. Right. But like back to the holding court thing, like that shit is the greatest. I remember one time we're at Joker's Wild and me and Stash were on acid. No, we were on mushrooms. We were on mushrooms. And we were out we're out front and we were like holding court and I'm just like rattling off jokes. And like I like I was outside of my body, like standing behind myself, watching myself make everyone Holy laugh. It was the greatest. Fuck- I was like, "This is so." Dope. You were like, an audience to yourself, yo, and it was like, "I was like, yo, this motherfucker is so fu-. like." This I motherfucker like, like, spin. Yeah, like, you were the like, meme. Yeah, like it you wasn't me. Yeah, it was like, yo, this. Yo, this dude is so funny. Yeah, it was like, like it, as if it wasn't me. Like I was just an entirely different person watching me just be funny. That's as a fuck. beautiful out of body experience. Yeah, dude. it was like it was me, Stash, Dan Cowite. John Romanoff and like a couple of people. And I was just like, I was, it was the greatest fucking thing. Dude, that sounds incredible. Yeah, so you awesome. got to watch yourself yeah. do that holding court thing. Yeah. Holding court is the, it, it's, it's better. It's, it's almost better than doing really well on stage. I can't say yeah. killing cause I've never killed on stage. I'm still like a feat, you know, I'm a feature comic, but like, yeah, that, that whole, like when you have, even if it's one person rolling, yeah, rolling and rolling, like you I found their, when you, you find that you found their button and yeah. you just got them rolling and rolling and just like choking on their laughter, tears. And you're like, this is, this is my purpose. This is what I've been put on this world to do. Like, I don't care what about what anybody else said. Look at what I'm doing to this person's day. This is fucking awesome. Well, and that's, and that's why like people don't realize when they say like, oh, tell me one of your jokes. They don't even realize that like what I was doing before is better because this Way is better. so like, I'm basically crafting the perfect jokes for you. Mm-hmm. Like you might not like the joke. I decide to tell you from right. one of my, from my act, but like, that's why like crowd work is so valuable to mm-hmm. audiences. Like people like comics that do crowd work. Like they, I feel like they have like a higher approval rating because everyone feels like, you can't recreate that moment. Like Never. Where, all those jokes are told just for those people in that room. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes, you know, it might just be some hacky shit that they, they, they kind of like have like pre-prepared lines. Right. And, but like, it's just like, it just feel like you, you're getting an experience that like was for you. Yeah. You've made a, you've made yeah. a connection to the audience. You know, yeah. you're not, I, I, I like, for, for me, it's about breaking that fourth wall. Yeah. Speaking you know? to them and not at them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't <clears throat> like, I've all, I also really respect people who can be behind that fourth wall and basically perform their entire act without, it, it could have, it might as well have been an empty room. Oh no, yeah. Like I, a, I, like, yeah. Have you ever gone to a comedian, have you ever watched a comedian live like a week or two before they film a special? Yeah. And it's just kind of like, they're just in that. It is. Yeah. It is just the sharpest shit imaginable. Yeah. They don't break for, they don't break for anything weird in the audience. They don't, they do like, like when they do zero crowd work. Yeah, they're just like, in a zone. They're just like, like yo, I, like I, I have got this. 
fine-tuned mm-hmm. and i'm gonna yeah like, like i'm not deviating from this at all exactly and i love that like i love that laser focus almost as much as i love something loose like uh i i'm not sure if you like him or not but i saw chris D'Elia mm-hmm. about two or three weeks before he filmed his most recent netflix special and i got to just appreciate the craft of like this guy's got this thing cut down it yeah. is it's exact because it is ready for netflix he's just running it at this point and he uh he did not break for for anything. He has, you know, he knew where exactly where his laughs were, where his applause applause were. He barely acknowledged what state he was in. He anyone in the room, nothing, just his yeah. material because that's what was important, you know. But uh, yeah, no, that that <clears throat> crowd work and making something happen in the moment is huge, and I try to do it every single stand up set I do. Uh, as long as it's not like, you know, five minute audition set where like they need to see my material. Like, yeah. But just for the most part, I will always try to do something in the moment. I, th- I feel like a lot of comedians do that, too. But yeah. I mean, it's like it's 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 kind of like a cheat code. Like, it's oh, just yeah. like like if I start off a set, like, get them on your side. That's why, like, that's why it's so valuable to like, you know, like piggyback off one of the like if you're like following a comic and you just piggyback off something. Say they said people are like, oh, like he was paying attention too, And like, you know, what I mean? like he knows like, <laughs> you know what I mean, like he did that for us. You know, what I mean? exactly. No, they 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 really appreciate it. Like I did a I did a show in New Britain recently with um, Moose, uh, you know you know Mar- yeah. Marcelino Moose Hill, and uh, they loved all. I I wrote a in the moment. I just scanned the room and wrote probably about two three minutes of material that was very personal to the room. Everyone felt really yeah. involved. They loved it. They were cracking up. And then at some point in the material, I worked in hard hit in New Britain, and it's the hackiest shit imaginable. But if you ever want to kill in New Britain. Work that into your set. They love it. Yeah. They love hearing hard hit yeah. in New Britain. Every yeah, every city that has that thing, like mm-hmm. whatever, like slogan or whatever. Yeah, like I mean, fucking Cat Williams on his special on Netflix. He he did like open his special with like twenty minutes on Jacksonville. Exactly. Like, it is like, like it's ill advised, mm-hmm. but it's also like of course, like of course, like, yeah. yeah, like it it just gonna work in that. Get room. him on your yeah. side, man. Yeah. I'm all about getting him on your side, like. Stash, the best backhand compliment Stash ever gave me. Well, he called me an applause comic. <laughs> but like, I also do take pride in my ability to get an audience on my side. Yeah. I, I know the things that I could say to get an audience to like me. Yeah. And it just makes that the laughs a lot easier. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, some people like to dig themselves a hole, like to come out and be unlikable, and it and it's almost like it adds an extra edge to their comedy, so that when they do have them, it's funnier. Like yeah. they're laughing against their will. But like, I don't like that. I like my audience. They're like we're all friends. I want I want them to want me to do well. Yeah, because I I have that theater background of like uh, understanding audiences. You know uh, that that whole like they came in there knowing there there's a show and they want you to succeed. Comedy's not the same way. They no. don't know, they don't want you to. In fact, they just as be, they'd be just as happy to watch you fail. Yeah, you know people are any single person who's ready to be the best audience member on earth is also a potential heckler. Yeah, like they they'll, yeah, they they'll can all, they so could ruin fast. your show just yeah. like that. It could be your own mother. They, yeah. They don't give a fuck, man. They, they won't. If something's not fun, people don't fake fun, laughing. If yeah. it's not funny, it's not funny. You will bomb in a room full of people that you love. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, you it could will happen. bomb. Like, you ever talk about bombed with my comic friends mm-hmm. in the room? Like, with the same. Like, because if it's it's the energy in the room, if it yeah. ain't there, it ain't there. Like, sometimes you just don't got it. Right. Sometimes you're just it's it's a joke that like you're not feeling at the moment you're not telling so you're not p- people can smell the bullshit on your breath dude I remember one time <laughs> this is one of my favorite like it's one of the worst sets I've had but it's one of my favorite sets for this one moment that I'm about to bring up so you know that uh Magic Johnson joke I do mm-hmm. so I've been doing that joke for years that's like like a bread and butter joke yeah, yeah. like that always kills. you gotta have those so I was featuring that joker is this like I think it's 
might have been the first time I featured, or second time, but it's like it's the Saturday show, so it's like the second show, right? I've been on. What's the late show? It doesn't matter, but it's like it, it wasn't the first show of the weekend, and um, I did my first joke, it didn't go well, and I did my second joke, it didn't go well, and I did third joke, which is the Magic jo- Magic Johnson joke, and it bombed, and like, just I couldn't resist, and I just said. Oh no! Like I just said that into the microphone, and like Matt Wally, Matt Wally was in the back of the room, and he just started laughing, and I was just like, like, because I just knew like the set is over. You yeah, know I mean, like yeah. I have twenty more minutes Absolutely. to go, but this is over. And the, it's like it's, the hardest bomb of my life. The hardest bomb of my life. I, uh, it was that uh, what's it called? That uh, Peter Payne show. Mm-hmm. Hardest bomb of my life. And, uh, at the top of my set, I said, you know, what was going to be my first joke to get the audience going, like my opener, whatever it was. I, I don't even remember at this point, but it was bad. So I tell the joke, I was the last one up of the night. Right. And if, if I bomb, if the audience hates me, I end up getting pain. Right. Which yeah. all happens. But the first, I, I say my first line to absolute silence and I go, uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Into the microphone and every that that was that got a giggle, but at the same time the audience knew I was about to eat the biggest bag of dicks for yeah. the next however long I was yeah, gonna be on I, that yeah, mic. Yeah, I did that. Set, I was just like, if they're not like, yeah, I, 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 I think I was just saying it to like Matt, but like yeah. it was just like it just came. I, 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 like, I, oh, it just came. I'm like, no, oh, no, yeah, that's like, that's another out of body experience, dude. I have it. I still have that set saved on my Google drive and it's the oh no set. Like that's what it's called. Yeah. Like that's, that's what I'll listen to it just to like, <laughs> just remind yourself live that yeah. moment. Yeah. You should listen it to that every nuts. time you kill. Yeah. That it's would be the, like, yeah, just, just bring me back let, to down to earth. Yeah. It's like down to earth, not bring you too low. You don't want to listen to that when you're like, yeah, you don't listen to that today. today. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> this is, that would be the oh, wrong. I, that's all I'll listen to on the way here. Yeah, that would, oh it. my God. Just, <laughs> just load it up. Nah, but I also, there's something to that. Like, like, even though I'm like this happy, positive guy, I'll, I'll, I'll put pain on myself. Like, like Cal White was one of the first people who's ever vocalized it, that <clears throat> I'm a masochist. Yeah. Like I like, I like putting pain on myself. Like I, so I'm like currently in like a devastation mode because I, I've just finished up uh, that, that play I was in mm-hmm. Mamma Mia. And it was a 14 run show. Were you the titular mama? No, <laughs> I was oh. just a, I was just an ensemble member. And uh, that'd be great. It really would. I would love to start. I, I really think they should cast iconic, uh, iconic roles poorly on yeah. purpose like tiny tim i want I, if i was ever a director i would cast uh tiny tim as like a six foot tall man yeah and just make it work i think it could be really yeah no really one funny. acknowledges it yeah nobody like, acknowledges yeah. it yeah just just make it happen but um that what, what do you remember what devastation story mode. oh yeah devastation so i'm in this devastation mode about mama mia right Look now because it's over very good very good you man um and uh <laughs> i did this <laughs> i did this uh so basically you get these post-show blues because I did this incredible thing. It's been a month. Uh, we did a month every single weekend uh, for the past month. I've been doing the show. We did 14 performances and it's been incredible. And now it's over. And today uh, I listened to the overture of the, that show. And I'm like, why did I just do that yeah. to myself? Like I just brought it all back. I brought back like all the things that I don't get to enjoy this Friday that I have enjoyed for the past four Fridays. And it's the same thing as like playing sad songs. I love listening to sad music. I love listening to like brutally sad music. Like I'm an emo kid. Dude, I have so there was this girl I was dealing with one time, mm-hmm. and it's a great way to. Ba- I, know, I know exactly the kind of like r- situation that is. Basically, girl, I was dealing with this one time, and she basically told me like that. Like she cheated on me, basically. Mm. 
and I have that text saved, and I'll just look at it. Sometimes. Oh just, my and I, god! And I will just like the feeling will come back. It's like, all it's back. Like, it's, like, that's it's like traumatic. The, yeah. What a I do, yeah. I do all the time. Like, do you have anything saved that's happy? <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> No. Yeah, it doesn't no, sound like no, it. No. <laughs> no, man. It, I don't know. There's something about reliving devastation that like, yeah, it's it's bad to repeat traumatic in- instances and give yourself basically PTSD. But yeah, just reminding yourself of the pain. Give keep giving yeah. your keeping that edge on, you yeah, know. Yeah, and it's like it's also kind of like like a like a way to like fortify yourself against mm-hmm. other pain. You yeah. know what I mean? Just like like I still have it. You know what I mean? Like I like holding your fist over the fire, like in yeah. kung fu movies, you know yeah, what I mean? Just exactly. Like, it's like, like building some dexterity. It's like how, um, like uh, in Brazilian jiu- Brazilian jiu jitsu, like they. Hey, um, I was there today. They like break their. Um, they basically like just fuck up their shins. Oh, like, you're you're thinking uh, not not Brazilian jiu jitsu, um, not ta- not taekwondo. One of those fighting sports, Muay Thai. Muay Thai, yeah, yeah, Muay Thai guys. I was actually gonna bring this one up too. They just kick trees. Yeah, they'll kick trees and basically break their legs. Yeah, on purpose, like like put micro fractures in their shins their whole life. And then there's the classic saying in fight sports for anybody who watches fight sports: never go leg to leg with a Muay Thai fighter. Yeah. Cause you're bringing a wiffle ball bat to a metal. Yeah, bat it just fight. your your it's, leg will just wrap around. It, hey, literally, just, like, it's, it's gonna it's gonna around, turn your yeah. leg into spaghetti. Jelly, yeah. So like, but how did how did they become so strong? They literally forged themselves in like fire. Yeah. you know, like <laughs> they they put uh, years of pain in that spot. And there there's something about that, right? There's something about you know being in pain for a long time. If you control it the right way, it won't destroy you. It could make you stronger. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I think people maybe stick their head a little bit deep under pain river oh, and then they dude, drown in it. <laughs> I, I love like Greek dude, like huge. I didn't even realize how much of a Kobe Bryant fan I was. Oh until he died. man. And when he died, I mean, when I tell you, I was like, like my girlfriend was just like, what do you do? Like, why are you doing it? And I was like, and I was just scrolling like through bathing in it, like on Twitter, on Instagram, like just, yeah, just everything. Like, just, of it. And I'm, so... I'm, I'm, I'm like reading up on more details. Yeah. On this, and it's just like, and it's like, She's like, like, she's like, you're not okay. And I'm like, I, I have to do this. Yeah. Like, this is just how I do it. Yeah. Like, if, I wasn't as connected with <clears throat> Kobe, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. In, in devastating situations like that, uh, I'll definitely just turn it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah to twist the, twist the knife a little yeah, bit more. Yeah. I, I can't wound. just like something about I it. I can't man. just put it out of my mind. I just, I'd have to like just engulf myself in and then like come out the other side but, or not. But to speak to a greater point, uh, not, you know, all emotions aren't necessarily bad or good, yeah. but some even the bad ones could be good in a you way. Need, almost you like, need it. You need you know you like need spi- anger, you like need spicy sadness, food, you or need like gre- yeah. or liking bitter in a food. Like it's not pleasant, but for some reason it's good. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and all those flavors can also, if you pair them with other stuff, can make a really great dish. Yeah, you know what like, I mean? like like uh, spoiler alert. I think by now everybody has seen Avengers Endgame. Yeah, but like I the first time I watched it in theaters, uh, when you know when Tony dies. That's what makes it good. Like, I even, I cried. Yeah. And I wanted to cry. I wanted to feel it. I wanted to be moved in that it's way. That, yeah. And it's it wasn't because I was just sad that he died. It's like 10 years leading up to this point, all the laughs I got from these, all the, whoa, all the holy shit, did you see that moments that I've spent? Like, I've been watching these movies since I was a 16-year-old with my best friend. Like, we watched the first, you know, the first Iron Man together in theaters. And it all comes circling back to this moment. And I'm like, this, I'm watching his funeral and everyone there. And it's, I'm crying. And it's like, this is sad as shit. And I love it. 
it it really is the best part about that movie that that whole it's cathartic you know it's like like uh the that 50 cent song uh many men he's like <clears throat> Sunny days wouldn't be special if it wasn't for rain. Joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain. Like hell yeah, you need like and to, uh, to balance that out with a very similar quote, but a much whiter reference. A uh, a band by the name of Bump and Uglies, which is a white re- reggae band, possibly the whitest thing yeah. there is. Yeah. Uh, they have this song called "Struggling," and uh, he, the whole time he's just talking about like how um how life you know how 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 life is and isn't, and the chorus is just "I'm happiest when I'm struggling." Like just realizing that, like at the end of the day, like when it's well, hard, when it know, that was real time gentrification right there. It he was just gentrified the shit out of it. <laughs> I'm like, here's a white guy stealing black people's music, yeah, and uh, real time gentrification with Stefano Sanzo. <laughs> it's an option if you it ever want to, you know, pivot. You're right. Do the do the Bill Maher thing. Yeah, um, I'm real time gentrification. <laughs> But uh, no, for for all right. So what was the fifty cent quote? It was way better. I don't know why I brought um, mine up. Sunny days wouldn't be special if it wasn't for rain. Joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain. It's true. Yeah, that that exactly that. And I feel I like be, it's, uh, I say to my girlfriend all the time. I was like, if if it was sunny like every day, you wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. Like it wouldn't be a nice day. It would be, just be a day. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you know what I mean? I, I I almost I celebrate bad shit happening to me because I'm like, yeah, the the high is going to feel so good. The The next time something good happens, I'll really appreciate it. Looking back at this moment, See, I'm like, it's not that. I, I, I can never appreciate good shit happening to me because I'm always just like, something bad's happening soon. Like, ah, shit. Like, that's, it, so basically the exact opposite. Yeah. yeah. Like whatever, like if I like, if I have like three good things happen to me or I'm just like, I don't trust it. I just cannot trust positive outcomes. I'm just like, the fall is gonna be yeah. so brutal. I know like, exactly yeah. what you're. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. That whole like, at, when something is good, you're like, it's about to get real bad. Yeah, you know like, what it is? Like, it goes say, back to you and I watching too many movies and shows, and yeah. that's just like very basic writing. Is yeah. that is that when when something good happens to your characters, it means something really fucking bad is about to happen to your characters. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of like back to the, the end game thing. Like if the reason Tony's death is so devastating is because he he won. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. He, that they, if those two things are paired together. You can't have one without the other. Here's here's my hot take. I I I as much as I love it, I eat it up. I still think it's the hackiest thing imaginable. Not it's the hackiest thing to kill your hero off in a movie because it always makes the movie good. I I love I I love watching it happen. Because it's like it, it just, it's, it's just nice to see movies with stakes. Because in American I'm film, saying, it's, I'm saying, in American film, yeah, we 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 rarely take any risks. I mean, that's one of the things that was. I mean, you know that I'm a huge MCU fan, but I yeah. feel like that was one of the issues. For those who don't know that, that's Marvel Cinematic Universe. All the uh, superhero movies that are tied together into one big super movie arc. But yeah. like that was, I feel like that was one of their flaws was like they were trying to hold back killing off. Oh, big time. When they had like 30 goddamn yeah, like superheroes this, they could like even like this, like, mess with. This is writer, I follow online film crit Hulk and he talked about like how even when they like um with Rhodey when uh, like they paralyzed him, they immediately like, well, Tony did a thing that he could walk now. And it's exactly. Like, like you, you have to have stakes. And There's, like, yeah. Like, I mean, that's why like, yeah, Tony has to die. Like it just, mm-hmm. it has to happen. Like that's why, um, one of the things that made the that Fantastic Four reboot so terrible, the the final fight has zero stakes. Yeah, they're on the moon. No civilian casualties. No buildings falling down. No, 
literally, if all the heroes get killed, nothing. Nobody yeah, it cares. doesn't matter. Yeah, it was the no one the, even knows what's happening. Yeah, exactly, yeah. it was the lowest stakes fight I've ever seen in yeah, my like, life. No one on earth even knows that this is no occurring. one. Yeah. No one on earth knew it was happening. Um, so yeah, no, uh, having some stakes in a movie. Yeah, I I love when they're just like, yeah, this guy's dead, dead. He's yeah. not. He's not coming back. There's um, you watch our altered carbon at all? No. <clears throat> so I. Uh, uh, long story short, it's a Netflix yeah, show. They I'm, just I'm familiar. Their, I just yeah. never watched it. So, so yeah, but for, but yeah, uh, for, for the audience, for the audience, um, it was just me and you. They, for yeah, that moment. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they so make uh, lost in your eyes. In um, it's it's the future in the show, and uh, death has basically become impossible because they now store humans in these things called stacks, which is something that goes in between your spine and it copies your entire mind onto a thing. And bodies are now called sleeves, and you just anytime you die, you just go into a new sleeve. That's Hell the pre- yeah. premise of the show. It's pretty damn cool. Sleep. But in that show, they still made a way to have stakes. You could real death somebody. If you destroy their stack, they're dead forever. So it's actually even higher stakes. So it's like, all right, so everybody has infinite That's lives. A metaphor for capitalism. Exactly. Oh, yeah. No, in the first in the first season, there's a guy who's uber rich who has like six backups. So you, it's like impossible to real death him. Yeah. Which like you you bring it back to what we're doing in real life right now without having like socialized healthcare uh, election season we're getting no no <laughs> without having like so you just fucking put your your headphones down and leave <laughs> no but like without having socialized healthcare it's like yeah uh, rich people live longer because they can afford to you know they gotta, they gotta get a I like that concept but they gotta get a better term than real death. Yeah, it's pretty Yo, he bad. He got real death. It's li- yeah, like, it's it's, it's bad. Like, the, the show has a lot of problems, that's but like overall, one of those I like things, it. Like when there's a video game in a movie or a TV show, that's one of those types of terms. Exactly. It's like, yeah, I got real death on fucking exactly. Commodore. It's, and it's like the uh, it's not like there's slangs for it. it's across the bar. In fact, uh, the other day, uh, one of the characters said RD'd and I'm like, ah, it's even fucking worse. <laughs> you're like, so committed to real death that you're making like an act. Demolition man where, um, murder, oh, yes, yes. It's, murder, I, death, kill. Yeah. That's the I worst. To, I always say that. Like, I was like, I love that in the demolition, uh, man universe, um, the, more efficient term for murder in the future was murder, death, kill. Like they, yep. it, they added to the word. Like, exactly. Well, so so the way I see, I, I always call that. Uh, well, it's, it's lazy writing. But basically, what I, what I always joke about with my friend, who else he's also a writer, is uh, it's it's like you forgot to take the placeholder writing out. Yeah. Basically, you wrote a good concept. Yeah. And didn't replace. You know when you're like going over, like you're revising an essay, and you take a sentence out and just replace it with a better worded yeah, sentence. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I'm not. You know, you wrote it down almost as a note to yourself, so that when you read it back, you're gonna change it to something that's like better. Yeah. Whereas sometimes they just leave those lines yeah. in. My classic example is, but from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> There's no fucking way that an entire writing staff read that and was like, yep, <laughs> that's that's, that's what, what he needs to say in get, that moment. That's what happens when you get carte blanche to write your own scripts and not get... Because he basically produced those movies himself. Yeah. I'm talking about George Lucas. Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know. Yeah, the, the uninformed. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, was it is another uh it's another line like that I was just thinking of I can't remember doesn't matter and back to back to people saying uh saying like dumb shit in real life such an once you become a comedian eventually like an aunt or something will see like you'll walk in the room and she'll be like well hello there Mr. Comedian and yeah. you're like that's that's what you got yeah there's nothing there's nothing better yeah my dad always calls me Mr. Funny Man like, yeah exactly oh the funny man yeah. oh the funny oh Jesus fucking Christ like that's all right. I guess that's what we're gonna go with. We couldn't think for uh, thirty extra seconds to come up with a better nickname. Yeah, murder death. I'm still thinking about murder death. It's you and so I. Stupid. I feel like once every year or two, you and I 
and either on mic or off mic have a conversation about what uh, uh three seashells because it's yeah. troubled me since I was a kid. Yeah, it's deeply disturbed me. For those of you who don't know, back to Demolition Man, uh, they've they, there's like a running joke in Demolition Man where they replace toilet paper with these three metallic seashells, and it's never explained how they're used to uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone. It's never explained to his character, and it's every it's so obvious that like no one ever explains it to him. So the audience also never finds out yeah. how the fuck you use three seashells to clean your ass after you poop. I mean, it's, I mean that's another version of just like why, it's like why did everything get more complicated? Yeah, in the yeah. Future of Demolition Man. That's like, a good know. point. That was like the running theme in that movie. Is that just like, things? Because like if you think about it, three seashells. Maybe not three seashells, but seashell a seashell in general seems like something like like cavemen would have used right for that uh, like uh, issue. Exactly. And then in the future, we're like, oh, we could use like toilet paper, and then and then like the future future, they would have been using like bidets or whatever. Exactly. Like, or yeah. like teleportation or some shit. Mm-hmm. Or go on. But like for some reason, like why is it seashell? Like it doesn't. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Also, in the future, there's tube TVs everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I love that one. I love Demolition Man. Oh, it's one of my favorite yeah. movies of all time. So good. Um, that and then finally Taco Bell being the only restaurant you could go to. That, that was kind of yeah, genius. That, yeah, that's... that that one I take nothing away from. Yeah, it's honestly looking like that. The fact that Taco Bell now has the cantina. The fact that somehow Taco Bell has become more popular over the years, yeah. even though we used to use that as like the 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 de facto disgusting fast food the well, grade Z meat all that shit. Well, fourth meal finally took over. It finally did, man. And people, yeah, <laughs> and people like really started to respect Taco Bell in the past yeah. uh, couple of years in a way that I never expected would happen. Fourth meal. It's always been there for us, though. It's always been affordable. Yeah. It's always been delicious. And honestly, the whole like it makes you blow your asshole out thing is not as true as people say. I have eaten being... Taco Bell in. I don't know that. Probably like 15 years. 15 years? Maybe actually more. I mean, I never get it on my own. It's always with friends. But actually, over the summer, I did the Taco Bell challenge. Are you aware of that? No. You have to eat uh, $20 of Taco Bell by yourself. Um, And I mine ended up being closer to 30 What did you say that old black guy was supposed to say to you again? <laughs> Boy, you done lost your damn mind. There we mind. go. That's exactly it. It was such a preposterous amount of food. It was enough to feed a room full of people. And I ate all of it for, for no real reason, honestly, just to be a fat kid. I would say I'm proud of you, but I'm not. Of course you're not. I'm, no, not. I'm not proud of myself. Yeah. Nobody was proud of me for it. It was very, very Taco disgusting. Very gluttonous. I love those type of challenges where it's like nobody wins. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? It's, like, you it's not I mean? entertaining to watch. It's not entertaining to do. Like, this is some of those challenges at like restaurants where it's like, oh, if you finish you know, the atomic wings or this whole giant pizza, you get a picture on the wall. It's like, it's still not enough. But yeah. At least you get that where the Taco Bell challenge is like, you get the picture of yourself, like the image of you reflected off of your computer screen. Exactly. I could like, show you, yeah. there, there is a picture of me passed out after because of, I passed out due to the fact that my body had to process about three days worth of eating. <laughs> it was disgusting. It was one of the grossest things I've ever yeah, done. Man. So, um, shout out to Taco Bell. <laughs> I've never passed out from eating too much. Yeah, but well, you're not a you're not a fat guy, and you've never been a fat guy, right? I was a fat baby. Well, you're fat, yeah, exactly. I was a nice fat baby. Nice fat baby. Now nah, that's 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 not the same thing. No, no, yeah, not at all. Lifetime uh, fat, lifetime fat. There's just a honestly, and like I say this all the time, and like I should be 300 pounds. Like the yeah, way you, I eat, you've never eaten anything good, right? The way I eat and the amount that I eat. You have two cookies sitting in front of you as we speak. Yeah, like I honestly like I've. 
it's not fair. Like I, I should be like morbidly obese. You're in really good shape. It's actually, I would it's say. It's just, I just like genetics. Like my dad and has you, an incredibly you, high metabolism. You don't work out at same. all. I run sometimes. You would and be I play basketball. But you would look like a professional athlete if you trained. Yeah. even a little bit. Yeah, even it's not a li- fair. And if you and if you tweaked your diet a little bit, you could probably be ready for like a bodybuilding stage yeah. in like a year if, or two it, it, without steroids. It's, it's yeah. bullshit. Like, yeah, it's it not is fair because I, I don't deserve this. <clears throat> no. I'm not doing anything with it. No, what are you six three? No, I'm like six one. Six one, still yeah. perfect, perfect height. You know, you're not like a you're not like a monster. That's just like the per like a. But yeah. you're taller than everybody, so. Dude, it, dude, I used to also like, you have like cartoonishly good hair. I love it. The fact that you, the fact that your hair looks the way that it does. You guys got to Google a picture of him. Uh, like go to his Instagram afterwards or whatever. It's I've complimented his hair. I think every time I've seen him in five years. Like I mean, that's that's the only thing I will like accept compliments about myself right. about. Like I don't even like I don't even like people telling me my jokes. Yeah, were good, but they're like yeah, yeah. But your hair was great up there. You're like thank you, thank you. You're cultivated right. Cultivated it. It was incredible. For many years. Um. And it's just like that. Do you have to do anything to make your hair like that? Um, I can't reveal all my secrets, but right, uh, right. I mean, honestly, so basically, I I just twist it on my own, and then I it's very little maintenance. Like I'll just kind of just they're like, what are they like micro dreads? What's the basically? Yeah, that's but, so cool. I mean, the reason I like my hair so much is I did it all myself. Like mm-hmm. I never even intended to get dreads. I used to just be on like the bus from college. Like I used to commute to oh school. and you would just play with your hair I just play with my hair and then my hair was just like i just didn't get a haircut for a while i just get longer and i'll just keep doing it and mm-hmm. then I was like i just kind of like how this looks and then yeah that's oh, so fucking cool yeah i'm cool as shit there you are and i know you don't mean it you're just <laughs> saying the words with your mouth but um yeah do you ever do you ever indulge in your ego like we're in a way we're like like like, cause I'm like the exact opposite of you. I feel like I, 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 like I, I will joke. I, I often will jokingly talk about how great I am on stage. Like one of my favorite things to do to punctuate a joke is say how funny I am. I do that shit on stage a lot. It's just like part of my act at this point. But like, I do that sometimes on stage. I do that. Um, I'll be like, fuck that was funny. Yeah. You know? And it, it just goes with the on stage persona. I'll do that. Honestly, the only thing like I will like whenever this is this is dumb but i will among women i've been with i i am very confident up front about my sexual prowess right and it is always confirmed afterwards it is not like i'm not this is not the kind of person i am right right but like it's that's the one thing i have an ego about it like i fuck well <laughs> god damn just the fact that you looked me right in the eyes and said i fuck well well it's gonna haunt me for a long time well, and that's but yeah i mean that's to, the confidence you gotta to, have to, to be able well. to back it up like yeah. that yeah i know i can't do some shit like that for a for a goddamn fact i know that's that's not the the kind of confidence i can mess with sexually but so i respect it you can though you, you can. think honestly you can't i wasn't I, I wasn't always like this no like, i was dude in high school this is what the podcast should have been about. It's just my fucking depression. We could, still, and, we could still make it about that, man. We got like 15, 20 minutes. Um, in high school, I was like, like I was telling you, like, like I would like send a text and like be like super nervous. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I was like, I had no confidence. And I, I thought I was an unattractive person for like my, I don't think I'm attractive, like particularly, but I don't think I'm like ugly now. But yeah. I, I just thought I was like I'm unattractive. Right, I'm right there with you. I don't think I'm, good looking yeah but i know that i'm not ugly and i could deal with that because i'm funny yeah like i'll, I'll, I'll fill life. i'll fill in the rest with my personality basically but i know exactly what you're like, saying up yeah. through, through high school i just felt like i just had no confidence in myself 
and I would just like, like I remember there were so many nights like I have a story so vividly. I remember this one time I was with two of my best friends and we were hanging out with these two girls that they were dealing with at the time and we were on a beach in West Haven and they were together and I, they were like, they were getting along well and I was just like, I just walked away and I just walked down the beach for like, Ooh. and then I just walked and I was like, there's a, it kind of turned into like the beach, you can go off into this, like this, like, like a highway and yeah. I'm just walking. And walk directly down. into traffic. Yeah, I'm just walking down like the highway against traffic. Mm-hmm. And just like, not walking down the highway, but like, it's like, it's not a highway, but it's like a, it's a road. Yeah, like a bit, probably a pretty busy road, right? Yeah, and I'm just like walking down and against traffic and I'm just like, just miserable, just like fucking like uh, Michael uh, George Michael Bluth, just like head down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then fuck, I would. I know what you're talking about. I would, yeah, that was that was just like my whole like anytime like we would go to parties and like dudes would be like fucking with chicks and whatever. And I would try a little bit and it would just fail and I was like, I just like, I would just like my confidence would just be shaken at the like the smallest fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And then I just like I just like I'll just be miserable for the rest of the party, or right. whatever. And it's like I don't like I'm just gonna go home or mm-hmm. whatever. And then I don't know like what it was. It was just like sometime in like freshman year or something. I was just like freshman year of college. Yeah, I was just like basically I ended up sleeping with a, a girl that I was trying to sleep with in high school, mm-hmm. and I was just like, and she was like in love with me. Oh, like it it took a while to get like once I finally like. Slept with her. She was just like, love. She like loved me. I was like, oh shit. Like I, like, this wasn't as what I was reaching for. Like what I thought she was mm-hmm. before wasn't as hard to reach as I thought it was. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I could just do this. And like, yeah. yeah. And doesn't say I didn't then went on like some fucking Mickey Mantle streak or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it was just like now I had the confidence. Like I was like, oh, like this isn't like I just stopped putting women. Thinking like I'm worse than them, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, cause I always felt like I was ch- like, women want sex too, or like women mm-hmm. want want men too. Like, you don't have to feel like you're like, like, ma'am, if I could just like, yeah, outside I gotta their, snap like, out of that shit outside exactly their fucking about, yeah. tower with a fly, like trying to like. Well, cl- the forty uh, year old virgin said it best: the putting the pussy on a pedestal. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Uh, so just like, but you don't. I'm not calling women pussy. Yeah, it's just yeah, quoting I, a movie. But like, I, yeah. Putting girls, putting. I literally putting, was just trying to avoid saying that just for to avoid because it's hacky. Yeah, but yeah, but, it's a it's a good term, and it, yeah, we know exactly it what I mean. Like, say it. oh, I don't have to be like like you know what I mean. And yeah. It's like strike out a lot, you know, since then. Mm-hmm. But it just allowed me to be more confident in just saying like, oh, I want something. I'm gonna try to get it, and if not, whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? I have not applied that to any other facet of my life at all. Yeah, but <laughs> as as far as like, yeah, I was just like, and I like so. It's, if I'm like dealing, I was dealing with a woman or I'll just be like, I'll just talk like a big game about like what I was going to do sexually. Mm-hmm. And then I would just like, I have to now pull this off. You know that's I mean? a good point. Yeah. yeah. That's almost like hyping up, uh, you're like hyping up your set and then actually, you know, like, yeah. well now I got to be this good. Unlike what you do in real life what, what, with the, with, with the old, uh, diamond boy shit that used to just make you bomb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I just started doing shit like that. I was just like, yeah, like I'm going to fucking. Don't say anything to me that you would say to a woman because yeah, that would be I, real uncomfortable. But I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. There was uh, there was some fun nights. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> shit, man. Yeah, I have. I'm really, really bad at closing. I'm an idiot for it because, like, I feel like I get a lot of. It's almost like I, 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 I don't know. Like, 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 I'll get, I get plenty of really great women on the line, mm-hmm. but I just fuck it up so easily. 
just getting in my own way. I do that constantly. Like, uh, uh, shut it down, almost shut it down myself, like kill my own opportunities. Like, yeah. They're clearly providing me an opportunity to come in and make it, you know, make it sexual, make it, make me make a move. And I don't have the confidence to be like, oh man, am I misreading this? Nah. And I'll like, I'll turn it the other way. Like I, I, I strike myself out so much and I get, Oh, I, that's, yeah, that's me too. Like I self-sabotage. Yeah. Or like, I know Louis is not like the best name to bring up. Oh, terrible right name now, to bring but, up. I bring it up. But this episode of Louis where basically he's, there's a heckler and like, she's a, she just, she's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. The whole show. And As like, are all hecklers. Go yeah. On. And he's just like, Louis like battling with her for the whole show and he's having a hard time with it. And then like, he kind of wins against her. And then she, after the show, she comes up to him and she's like still talking shit. And then like, he's talking shit back to her. And then he just goes a little too far and she kind of like storms off. And then like Hannibal bursts there and he's like, it was Hannibal and somebody else. But he's like, you could have had her up until right to that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like you just went a little too far. That, and that, that's, uh, it's not like the contentiousness. Right. But like, I, I'm always in that mode where it's like, ah, oh, I just said you know too much. Is, yeah, in like, the moment, in the moment, it's like, it's, it's like, no, there's no way. And then when you look at it, when you're driving, like, like driving home later, you're like, are you fucking stupid? Yeah. yeah. You let this happen yeah. without making a move. You fuck it. What the, what yeah. is wrong with you? Yeah. It was like, it was the kind of thing that like you won't tell your friends about yeah. because you know how bad they rip on you for, for throwing away that obvious, uh, and, and invitation. And that's the other thing. So then like, Oh, it's just like, 20 miles away from the mic. Yeah, it's all you. Um, Sean literally left the building for a second. He's really fast. <laughs> I to my car. <laughs> and he was shouting with a bullhorn. Um, so then I would notice, like, looking back at high school, like, opportunities. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. She was, ah, oh, you yeah. idiot. Yeah, you look That at- shit still gets to me. Like, and, like, I have a girlfriend. I'm very happy with her. Like, whatever. But he's like, I still think about, oh, fucking 10th grade. I could have fucking. All the shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was way less opportunities for me than I would compare to you only because like I only just got fuckable in the last like five years, but that was my doing. I had to lose all that weight, but it's, that's also been a weird thing for me. Like coming into like being attractive enough for a woman to be interested in me at all. That's only happened in the past couple of years. So like I'm, I'm deaf to this language. It doesn't make as much sense to me because I didn't, it didn't get spoken to me when I was a teenager, you know, but dude, confidence yeah, is the true. thing though, because like you don't even have to be a, like conventionally attractive if you have the conf. Like I know so many people like that, like this that just get what they want out yeah. of life, whatever, whatever. Some average looking dude slings yeah. your dick, and like it, it applies across the board. Like um, not even just with like like romantic relationships or whatever, but just like anything. If mm-hmm. you, I remember one time me and Matt Wally, we were going to the movie theater. It was me, Matt Wally, and like probably Dan and Stash, whatever. We we're going to see a movie. And we walk up and me and Matt Wally just walk past the, um, the usher. Mm-hmm. Like we, like we had tickets. Right. And I think it was like Dan and Stasha, whoever we were with. And they just like, they kind of like hesitated. And then he was like, Oh, you guys got tickets. And it was like, act like you've been here before. Like, exactly. he was, like we literally just got into the movies by doing nothing. Just, we just act like we like, like, oh, we just, let's just walk up to the counter and get popcorn. And yeah. it's like, we, and we, we didn't even coordinate it. Right. It was just like we were just like we're just let's just stroll in. It's not, it's not that I've never I never have the confidence. Sometimes the confidence is there and I pull off things like that. But uh, I just need to start recognizing a little bit more. Uh, like like great example back in high school, uh, there was a moment where I had to have that confidence because that was the only option. Uh, a woods party got broken up and I'm the fat guy, 
So like everyone, just listen. <laughs> You're like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> everyone bolts in like thirty thousand different directions as the as the cops are coming towards the fire, right? I hadn't really done much drinking that night, so I don't. I'm not going to get an underage drinking charge if they catch me. So I'm moving with that kind of confidence. My friend Ryan, he's like, "Stefano, come on!" He's about to run off the trail with a bunch of other kids. I'm like, uh, I'm looking back. I'm looking forward. I'm looking, and then he just kind of like waves me off. He's like, "I don't want to get arrested tonight, dude." And I'm like, "Fuck it." I walk the trail. I look the cops dead in the eyes. They flash their flashlight on me, and I keep walking, and they keep walking, and they chase after the people running, and I go back to my car and go home because. I just manned up and I went chest to chest. I'm like, I, I, they're going to catch up to me in the woods. Yeah. There's no, if I run, they have a reason to arrest me. That's, yeah. that's the problem. And Dude, I'm the slow one. I so I'm like, my only option is to just face them and see what happens. And I wish I used that kind of just face your biggest fear uh, confidence. I wish I could pull that out more often. I'm getting better at it. Dude, I have an incredibly similar story to that. One time when we were kids, we were probably like, I was probably like 10 or 11. And we were like, there was a store around the corner from my house, and we used to just like light off firecrackers in front of the house. I mean, mm-hmm. in front of the store. Classic. And um, so we were letting off firecrackers, and then the guy obviously calls the cops. The cops come, everyone just takes off, and I just walk past the cops, go into the store, buy a strawberry shortcake roll, walk out past the cops, and just go home. And everybody was like, yo, we just. Like I get back to my street and everyone's like, "Yo, like the cops are chasing us." We and they're like, "Sean, where you come from?" And I was like, "I just went in the store." It's like, "What?" And I was like, "I just walked into the store." Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. I just like I wasn't a part of any of this. The, the that's not the first time that advice has been given to me. Act like you've been there. Uh, a friend of mine gave it to me a couple of years ago for the first time, and I think about it a lot because it gets it's it's applicable to so many different things. It's it's great for humility as well as confidence. Yeah. So humility, like, you know, if you do something that's worth celebrating, it's almost like if you overly celebrate a win that's not that big, you come off as a fucking nerd because you like look how, look how unfamiliar this guy is with winning. Yeah, it's like clearly this is something he doesn't do much. It's palpable. But, but when you could like, like when you sink a three pointer and don't crack a smile, just you know go, just just yeah. One of the greatest fucking things. Check the ball a, and go play the other way. There's an NBA, um, NBA player uh, Derrick Rose, and mm-hmm. he uh, there's a few probably like it's a while back now. Right. Like eight years, eight, nine years ago, but like Derrick Rose hits a game winning three and he just stone faced. Like, and he's like, like everyone is like screaming. It's the playoff game and everyone's getting, he, he's just like, that's just the like, best. He's almost frowning. And yeah. like everyone like is, and he's like, there's another one from last year. Damian Lillard hits a game winning series winning three against the, um, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And he just waves off the other team. And then like, there's a picture. It's a great picture. Like everyone mobs him. And he's on the ground and a dog pile and a camera in his face. He's just like, it's just like I just kind of like I do this. Like it's, the best. like it's like this. Me, like, it is the I best do this. feeling when you. He doesn't give a crack a smile. He's just like I yeah. do this. When you could do a cool thing and not have to immediately celebrate it, you are the coolest fucking person yeah. in the room. Like hands down, it is the coolest shit. But uh, so yeah, act, acting like you've been there, it gets you through a lot. And then yeah, the other part, just like when you're doing something that's a little out of your wheelhouse, but like you need that extra boost of confidence to to get it done. Just act like you've been there, man. I got to start fucking doing that. Damn. Thinking about all these girls out of my league that I go for. But in in reality, they're not out of my league. That's the thing. There's no league. <clears throat> there like, isn't. That's, that's like, there isn't. Like, it, I'm so stupid for still that's, thinking that's about it. That's kind of what it, I was but... trying to get get at before. Like, it took me a, a while to realize, like, there is no league. Yeah. Like, either somebody likes you or they don't. Like, there's, like, you don't, there's no, like, like, like she's too good for me. Like, it's like, like, I mean, anytime, like, some guy that's, un- like, 
other men or even women feel is unattractive is with like some super hot chick and people are like how did he get her and it's like maybe she he has a good personality you know right, I mean? like, it, it has nothing right. to do like you know what I mean like and maybe she isn't as like superficial as you're or, or, projecting on yeah, or like when somebody's like how could you cheat on like how could someone cheat on Rihanna it's like maybe Rihanna's a bitch yeah you know I mean? like maybe like, you know I mean? like it's a good point like it's like it's not just their parents just isn't yeah the entire like you know what I mean? how could you think oh you know what actually uh i, I share this i'm, I'm, I'm gonna go read it maybe uh, she I, snores really yeah, loud i shared like, this tweet in my story today uh john mayer tweet but it's right exactly what we're talking about if you're pretty you're pretty but the only way to be beautiful is to be loving otherwise it's just congratulations about your face yeah you know basically. that's exactly and that that's exactly what i'm talking about like like these uh yeah, like you start when you get to know people. Like you take someone who you think was initially out of your league, and you get to know them a little bit better. And you're like, "Oh my god, they're so fucked up! Like they're, they they have all the same insecurities as they're me. They have, a, they're yeah, a human, exactly. They're, yeah. just they're yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And no, this idea that you're a higher caliber person and I'm a lower caliber person, and that's why this won't work. It's like. No, man, the fact that you think that way is probably one of the yeah. reasons why it might not work because yeah. that's a really gross way to dehumanize you're yourself psych- and you're somebody else. Yourself. Yeah, like you're, you're, <clears throat> you're not worthy of that person, not because they're like superior to you, because you think you're inferior to them. You know what I mean? Like right. they're not, they're on ground level, but you're putting them, you're putting yourself either underground or you're, and also putting them at the top of a skyscraper yeah. when you're both on, on the sidewalk. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah, no, it's so nice to when you finally do crack that boundary and you realize that this person is just a person and you guys have a shot or like you just, damn, dude, this has actually helped me a lot because it's something I've been dealing with like real specifically right now. Just like, yeah, I just uh, messed around with the girls like way, 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 way in my eyes, way out of my leagues. But I'm like, no, no, the fact that you're getting insecure and self-conscious about that's what's fucking it up. Yeah, that's what puts them that's out exactly of your league what's or whatever. Up. Yeah. Yeah, she's not maybe not out of your league, but because yeah, the leagues don't exist. But uh, she's definitely more confident than you are. <laughs> definitely not as insecure as you are. Shit, man. But uh, yeah, dude. So how do you? And and you say you got past that, but like it just kind of happened. That confidence. I'll say part of it was. So you know, Dame. Dame FK. Dame FK. The him. most confident per- person I've ever. Unreal. Anyone will ever. Unreal come across can't wait till he's famous i definitely think i like absorbed some of that from him like oh, i need um, some like like osmosis but yeah. also um or like photosynthesis but right. uh also just like he's like he's like yo just like be confident and i was like mm-hmm. oh is it that easy and it's like oh it is that easy yeah it really is like you it's it's like like i love um there's a phrase like bravery is just stupidity. You know what I mean? Like, like no one's brave. Like brave right. is, bravery doesn't exist. You right. just, you're just saying I'm going to ignore this and I'm going to keep like, you know what I mean? Like no one is like, no one's like naturally brave. Some people are just like either literally too stupid to realize the danger that you're yeah. dealing with or they're telling yourself like be stupid right now and just ignore that how dangerous this is because you're trying to achieve it's the same thing with confidence. It's like everyone you think is confident is insecure just like everybody else but yeah. they're like they're it's it's the facade mm-hmm. it's like that's not necessarily a bad thing though like projecting like like that image to the world right allows you i mean like it it, it, it it's powerful you know what i mean so like it, it was just that it was just like i would just it, you know, doing stand-up and like, having good shows stand-up and, helps yeah. and i was just like oh like oh i'm like i remember one time it was actually like i don't know if it was stash or cow and it was like you're like a cool black kid. Like you're like you. You should be. I. You should be like getting laid all the time. I was like, 
Damn. I am a cool black kid. And and like, you're I, like a cool, handsome one. I was like, yeah, you're right. That's like, a good point. Like, I, it kind of like, and Dave had said it to me one time, something like that too. He's like, yo, like, you fucking young and cool and black. And I was like, I'm, wow. like, I'm cool and black. I'm I? not yeah. those two things. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like, I wish someone said that some, some form of that to me in my lifetime that could just sum me up in a way that like, shit. But yeah, like, I guess I am that. But you can just manifest it. Like, I mean, if you see so many pictures of like celebrities when they were in high school or like just a few years before they blew up and it's like, oh, he was a dork. This yeah. is all pretend. Like right. everything about their fucking like um, public image is pretend. Right. But they they created that and they allowed that to turn. Like I mean, like I'm sure Kanye West is projects himself. I mean, for many years at least, he projects himself like one of the most confident people in the world. Yeah. I'm sure he's incredibly insecure. Everybody. Oh my Michael God, Jackson sure. was insecure. Mm-hmm. Prince was insecure. Like David Bowie was insecure. Like all these people. Like fucking Beyonce is insecure. Like, right. Like it's just you just gotta just just keep walking forward. Like I mean, like walk through that fucking walk past that usher at the fucking movie theater and go get that popcorn. Like it's just damn. Walk past that usher and go get that popcorn. <laughs> damn, yo. I almost want. I mean, I I always end these podcasts the same way. Uh, that could have been it for you, but I'm still gonna challenge you to do another one. But uh, especially in the theme of what we're talking about today, I'm loving it. But uh, if you could leave my audience with something. Little piece to remember you by. Uh, I always say, speak something into infinity. But uh, this ended up being a lot about confidence. So yeah, um, I don't know how it turned. It. This is. It's funny. A guy who seemed to come in here today with low confidence talked very about little how, confidence. Li- literally, it's, it seemed like a low confidence day for you. But you ended up giving me a whole speech about confidence, which is great. Um, if I could speak something into infinity, uh, I don't want to do a confidence thing just because I've hammered. No, that. you're right. You hammered it down. Home so much but i think i the the first time we did this i was just talking about like this compassion mm-hmm. is uh is important i'm trying to think what am i like what have i been on that's lately? all like, yeah who I'm, you are right now that's all that matters uh kill yourselves right that would be so nice your life yeah no. <laughs> and uh we'll see you next time guys um what i would say is i what, I, what i'd like to do is i challenge i take like wake up every day like, no one, no one wakes up a good person, right? Like, Ooh, no one wakes up. That's something I don't know who's. It takes some effort. Phrase I like that, that is, but like, you can. I said to like my girlfriend all the time, like she'll do something and she'd be like, like I'm just not a good person. Like, no, you can just choose to be a good person. It's the same thing about the confidence thing. I guess it ties in in that way. It's like, every day you can wake up and just like you can't change what yesterday was, but you can just decide today. Like, I would just try my best to do as many good things as I can do today, and then that'll just like stack up those those points and then you wake up tomorrow and you wake up tomorrow you're not a good person because of what you did yesterday you're a good person because of the things you do today you know what i mean right. so that's what that's what it's all about is like if you want to be somebody you can you have to be that person today it's not like you there's like every night you go to sleep that fucking like um is washed away everything that you did before like it's like it, like it's the same thing with like well you, not crimes but yeah yeah well yeah <laughs> saying a fucking you, video game you're still on the <laughs> lamb for murder yeah yeah but uh, you can go you can move to Nicaragua and right, right. be a good person there but yeah no the yesterday's fuck ups are kind of washed away yeah and it's like today's a new day a new chance to be a better person to get better yeah like you can't like no like I say it all the time to my girlfriend like nobody wakes up a good person like you just you, it's like that's not how it works like right because your grandmother probably robbed somebody like, I mean, like like stole change out of her fucking mom's purse or something before. Right. Like everyone, like that doesn't make your grandmother a bad person. Like, and also like 
you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. This, it's getting kind of convoluted, but it's like, even the people you think are good people struggle with being good people. Like, yeah, we kinda, it takes some effort. Same, this is kind of all tying together in an interesting way, but like, same way we kind of project, like, put people on a pedestal of, like, um, like their looks and, like, the, like, they're out of your league. People think, like, oh, the good people are just, like, they're so good. Like, naturally, no, that takes work. Everything, like, takes work. Being yeah. talented, you can be talented, but you have to, to get skill. That takes work. Like right. you can be as talented as you want to be in, in amount to nothing, if um if you don't put the work in to improve that. And the same thing with like being a good person or being like whatever. Being and a you're boyfriend, not gonna, and not going to be confident if you don't practice some confidence yeah. every now and then. Go a little yeah. bit out of your comfort zone to get out of your own head and like don't tell yourself like this is how I've always been. I guess that's what that that's a saying. loser's mentality. Yeah, isn't like it? like. Yeah, like don't ever say like, well, I can't do this because I never did this before. Like, well, nothing would, literally nothing would ever have happened in the universe if it did because exactly. it didn't happen because it didn't happen yeah. before. Yeah. And even if you've been something your entire life, you could change it. Yeah. And it's like, just, just because everyone might not go along with it. You know what I mean? Like it might right. take, if you like if you have committed crimes, you know what I mean? It might take a long time for people to accept that you're no longer a criminal. But right. A, that is the fucking bed you made for yourself. Right. So you have to contend with that and you have to accept that. And B, that doesn't mean you should stop trying to change that perception of yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you want to. Yeah. Right. Just every wake up every day and nobody wakes up a good person. I love it. Uh but let's you can pl- go to bed a good person. Right. Exactly. Uh you got some stuff to plug. Let people know where they can find you. Ah uh, no. Come on. Pluck a fucking bullet in my skull. My fucking Christ, <laughs> Sean. <laughs> no. Um, what I will say, uh, do not follow me on Twitter or Instagram or anything. Cause don't, but medium, I have a medium page. Uh, Oh, right. You're a writer. What is it? I'm Sean Murray on medium. If you go to medium.com slash S dot Murray three, two, five. Um, you can find some of the writing I've done on, Various pop culture things. I think the last thing I put up was a piece about Watchmen, which is, I guess, kind of old now. But mm-hmm. it was great. I think this is one of the best things I've ever written. That's and awesome. I try to update it pretty frequently with like movie stuff and TV writing and short stories. I've probably got some more short stories coming. I have some done, but I just I don't know if I'm going to put them out yet. But yeah. Get some content out there, yeah. especially if it's written. Just put, just, just, just sail it on out. See what happens. Nah. God damn it, Sean. All right. And that's all, all you got going on? Oh, of course, our show. Right. I was going to plug that if you didn't, but we can yeah. plug it together. So, yeah. Uh, I'll be plugging it on... If I have another episode from now till then, I'll be plugging it there, too. But uh, March 21st, uh, our last guest, Howie Mason, myself as the host, and See Sean. Uh, Sean will all be on a show uh, opening up for Josh Gondelman. Uh, Lovely man. Who is the biggest comedian I've ever put on a show that I've put together so that's really big for me uh Mark Normand is interested interested in doing a guest spot I don't know if I don't know if he'll be able to make it because he's got two shows that night at the stress factory but if he could swing by he will Gondaman's great dude like Gondaman's incredible it's I've I've told the story before he was he's like my big uh you know comedian giving me a high five off stage like that's my story of like I I worked with him once at Fairfield Comedy Club he high-fived me and told me I had a good set and I I think about it all the time because it was huge for me is the rare person where he's like, if you've met, if you ever meet Josh Gondaman and you see how nice he is, you're like there he—that's him. Like it's, 
he can't be that nice and that funny, and he is. Like you he know, is like, that nice and that funny on and off stage. Yeah, he, and it's genuine. Genuine. It's not like he, it's always on, and he turns into a monster when he. He like, does this thing on Twitter sometimes where he'll just be like, "Oh, this who is needs the a quick pep talk." This is the reason why he's my favorite comedian. Is because, yeah, he's this big time comedian. He got one hundred fifty thousand followers. You know, he writes for huge, uh, syndic- you know, nationally syndicated shows, and he, uh, he will just for five minutes, you know, whoever answers him, he'll just say nice things about him. One time, actually when I lost all that weight, I was in this real writing rut because I had made myself the fat comic and had a bunch of really good fat jokes. And now my fat jokes didn't work anymore. And I didn't know what to write about. And I messaged him and he gave me a very, very, very awesome and honest, uh, explanation of what what I could do next. And he picked me up really. And my, my material got a lot better after that. So I love this guy dearly, and I'm glad to be working with him. It's going to be an incredible show. All we need now is to just sell the place out. Uh, so hopefully you guys could help us out. So go to centerstage.com or centerstage Shetland on Google, and yeah, all, all the, the tickets are available through uh, Ovation. 20 bucks a pop. Bring your own beer. Bring your own food. It's going to be fucking fun as hell, man. You know, I was in, I was in a similar rut to that. I know where the podcast is over. No, it's fine. The, the thing you are saying about when you were like, you're fat, and then you... Right. I had a similar rut when I, I used to be white, and then I... like. And I ran out like then I became black and then I right. just like I didn't have I had to start writing black jokes. It was very <laughs> tough to like it was a very tough transition. Like, what do I want to do with all these white jokes? It's like, it's, um it's wasted. They're just, yeah, just dude. out there now. Fucking what are you gonna do, man? But you have so many more you know, it's it's so much more fun to write as a black guy than a white guy. Oh, it yeah. is so boring to try to pretend that my life is is like interesting enough to write about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you suck, man. Really? Yeah. So anyway, fuck white people 2020. Yeah, uh, <laughs> finally we got to it. it long enough. Uh, that's all for you, Sean. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, and as always, everybody. <laughs> Jesus fucking God. <laughs> as though he just uh, held a fake gun to his uh, head and, and shot himself. That's how he wanted to end this episode. Um, as always, everybody, drink more water and be nicer to each other. <laughs>